This is 89.1 WEMU, and I'm David Fair. If you have a vision, you then need the know-how and will to bring it to reality. And that's the idea behind today's conversation on issues of the environment. You see, for a long time now, Sugarbrook Park in Ypsilanti Township has been underutilized for the community good. Nestled in the Sugarbrook neighborhood between South Harris Road and I-94 on the eastern side of the township, we've seen it at times serve as a haven for vandals and criminals. It is covered in acres of grass, has a decaying basketball court. Our guest has spent the past couple of years visioning and reimagining what Sugarbrook Park could become and has now started some of the transformational work. Tajali Hodge lives in the neighborhood and is now an elected member of the Ypsilanti Township Park Commission. Thank you so much for the time today. Thank you so much for having me. What was it that got you so interested in, as you put it, reimagining Sugarbrook Park? Yeah, well, I think this all really started for me back in 2019. Um, I was partnering with Habitat for Humanity, and we hosted a Sugarbrook Summer Bash in, in our neighborhood park. Um, And it was a really fabulous event. We had uh, T-shirts, books for the kids, a bounce house music, food donations, all types of things. And we saw almost 250 people come to our park and enjoy that space while we were there. And so I began to think to myself, how can we get more people to our park more often? You know, our park should be a place for our our community members to gather, for us to host meetings and events. And I felt like our park in Sugarbrook wasn't quite meeting that. And so I wanted to see what I could do to try and change that and help bring people together. So is it fair to say then that the Sugarbrook area of Ypsilanti Township was lacking in adequate accessibility and affordability that would make that a community gathering space? I would say that the park is lacking Um, It has a lot of space, but not a lot uh, going on there. Um, We do have a relatively recent um, playground area that was installed, which was very nice. And our basketball court is is worn down, but it is well used by youth in the neighborhood. Um, But I think that having a garden or developing some of that empty land is going to make it more attractive for residents of all ages as well. Now, at one point, as I mentioned in the open, the park did tend to serve as a gathering place for some of the criminal elements. There was some vandalism that went on, including the burning down of an old place structure. Is there a fear among Sugarbrook residents that keep them away from the park? I think um, that is absolutely a reason that our park um, has not had a great reputation in the past. There was an arson that occurred at the at the older playground area, which was, I believe, wooden structures. And there's also um, drug activity that has occurred at the parking lot and even a shooting a couple of years ago. So they're able to to have that history of the park and not have a a happy um, idea of the park. And that's something that I want to change. If we are investing in our parks, then we're investing in our people. And so we need to turn around this reputation of Sugarbrook Park from being a place where, um, you know, people gather to do criminal activity to something where families and generations of people come to the park to enjoy. 89.1 WEMU's Issues of the Environment continues with our guest, Tajali Hodge. Tajali is a member of the Ypsilanti Township Parks Commission and working to reimagine Sugarbrook Park. As you mentioned, in 2019, you worked with Habitat for Humanity to put on that Sugarbrook Summer Bash that was such a success. From there, you decided to seek out some grant funding to begin measures of restoration. Where did the initial grant money come from? Initially, I applied for 
a $2,500 grant with MPART, and we were uh, awarded that grant. I did apply in uh, in conjunction with a Pliny Township, so they served as our fiduciary on this project. And then I continued to apply for more funding, and I continued to receive it until we ended up with a total budget of $8,000. And that's what you call a great start. But what went into your decision to go the garden project route as opposed to perhaps considering some kind of infrastructure improvements? Yeah, so I decided on a garden project and specifically a Michigan native wildflower garden because it's something that is low maintenance. These plants are designed to be adapted to Michigan's climate. And I thought that a garden project was something that I could reasonably set up and achieve, where as opposed to, um, I think, an infrastructure type thing maybe wouldn't be as much in the budget and we would need to uh, get that funding um, set aside from the Township Board of Trustees as well. Fair to say that uh, hearts and minds can change when an area becomes beautified? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And that's what we're working towards. Once this garden is established in the spring, it's going to be blooming and full of life. I think that our residents are really going to walk by the park and they're going to say, you know, what is that back there? What is that sitting back there from the front of the park? And they're going to go back and they're going to see it. And it's going to be an educational opportunity, too. So we're going to have signage about the different plants, as well as um, the benefits of pollinators and uh, native native gardens. How do you envision the park becoming a better part of our decision to be better environmental stewards? This garden is, I, I kind of think of it as like a flagship, right? So we're we're planning this this very large area of space. It's going to be between 3,000 and 3,500 square feet of native plants. They act as little air purifiers. And being in Sugarbrook, we are right next to I-94. So having this large space of plants growing and recycling the air is really going to help us to offset some of that carbon that's coming into our neighborhood from the highway. That also helps combat what we call environmental, I call it environmental injustice, but it traditionally impacts people of low incomes and people of color more than anybody else. Absolutely. In Sugarbrook, we are uh, a little neighborhood and we're kind of separated from a lot. So we are in a food desert. We don't have any grocery stores that are immediately nearby or accessible. Um, During the pandemic, that was exasperated because it would take, with the bus routes being shortened, it would take up to an hour and two different buses just to get to a grocery store, which of course is inequitable and disproportionately affects brown and black neighborhoods. Um, And additionally, the Washtenaw County um, Opportunity Index rates Sugar Brick as being uh, very low on the opportunity scale. And we know from research that um, black and brown areas are lacking in green spaces that are that are developed and, and utilized. So I think by developing this section of Sugarbrook, we're going to be able to bring folks out of their homes and into the environment to enjoy and collaborate together. And our conversation with Ypsilanti Township Parks Commission member Tajali Hodge continues on WEMU's Issues of the Environment. If for those who don't know, you are married to Washtenaw County Commissioner Justin Hodge. Are the two of you working together to win further investment through the county parks and rec department or perhaps elsewhere to take the reimagining and new vision even further? We haven't discussed um, taking this project into county parks. I do know that 
The Washtenaw County Water Resources Office is already doing excellent work installing rain, ga- rain gardens throughout the county. And they're also installing a rain garden at one of our Ypsilanti Township Parks, Loon Feather, which is under renovation right now. So we we haven't had those discussions about uh, moving into county parks. And I know that the Water Resources Office is already doing such good work. But I personally would like to see more of this at the more of our township parks that have a lot of grassy areas that aren't being used right now. So, again, the reimagining is really a part of a grander vision. So to very intentionally put you on the spot, can you paint me a word picture of what you see Sugar Brook Park as in the year 2030? Wow, what a great question. Um, For me, I would love to see all types of developments at the park. I would love to see a pavilion where our members can go and we can host outdoor neighborhood meetings. I would love to see a community herb garden where we can go and pick a sprig from rosemary or thyme or dill or parsley to just take home with them and use in their cooking, right? We have to get people using fresh fruits and vegetables. And herbs is just one little foot in the door to getting people to to start to eat local and eat fresh. Um, I also would love to see a beautiful mural on on our highway wall. We have over 600 feet of highway retention wall, and it would be wonderful if we could get a community mural there or several murals. And I would also like to have um, a taller kind of prairie um, native area where we have some taller wildflowers that where it's a little orderly chaos, right, where we we have this section designed for that um, in an area for plants to grow up tall without being um, hard to, to navigate through. Thank you so much for your time today and for sharing your vision. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. That is Ypsilanti Township Parks Commissioner Tajali Hodge sharing her vision for the reimagining of Sugarbrook Park in her hometown and the work that has already begun. To find out more, we'll have all the information and links you need on our website at wemu.org. Issues of the Environment is produced in partnership with the Office of the Washtenaw County Water Resources Commissioner. You hear it every Wednesday. I'm David Fair, and this is your community NPR station, 89.1 WEMU-FM and WEMU-HD1 Ypsilanti.